0: Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and change makers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. This week we kicked off our month-long Earth Day feature with Raj from 0%, where he was digging into his innovative app that is making it easier for restaurants to donate excess food to nonprofits in need. To really drive home the impact this food has in food deserts throughout Chicago, we have Robin Carroll, founder of iGrow Chicago, and Quentin Mabel's executive assistant. Quentin and Mabel, thank you guys so much for joining me today.
1: Pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having us. (laughs)
0: For our listeners who haven't made it to that episode with Raj yet, can you guys describe this term, food deserts?
2: Um, probably there are two ways to describe it. One is it's a community in which probably getting any type of healthy foods, you have to go more than a few miles um, to even be able to get vegetables or fresh vegetables and fresh fruits and really decent food period. Um, the other part, though, that we see is that it isn't so much even a food desert as it becomes a, uh, somewhat of a, an exposure desert. Since there are communities that haven't been exposed to a lot of vegetables, fruits, and healthy foods, even when exposed, um, it's a challenge. Because, it, right, you don't like eating things you've never eaten before. So there are two things that occur when you don't have access to healthy foods.
0: All right. Now, what kind of role does these food does food play in a community, particularly these healthier foods, or just that exposure that you guys were describing?
1: Uh, it plays it, it plays a, a huge role in a uh, community because, as Robin uh, alluded to, um, the exposure to good food um, is it's really beneficial to a community that um, isn't used to having fresh vegetables or fresh food or even food for that matter, you know. So um, it's a huge deal that um, we was able to um, have the connection with 0% and with the things and with the food they distribute, distribute to us um, has made uh, – has made it, it has made the community um, a, a healthier place so far, you know, with you guys doing the good work. So it's been good.
2: We're in a community that probably is about 40%, 35 to 40% go to bed hungry at night. So we also see that what hunger does, right? We see what it does to brains and learning. But more than that, you also see the tipping point of violence.
0: Now, let's dive into exactly where you guys are in Chicago.
1: Located on um, 6402 South Honorary, which is in the Inglewood community, South Side based.
0: When I was watching a video about your guys' organization, you were describing some of the challenges that this community had, particularly when you were trying to construct your peace home, you had to close, week, close construction for several weeks due to violence. What are some of the challenges that faces this community?
2: Um, Isolation, injustice, poverty, lack of good education. Actually, to that point, there is a new term, too. Um, Opportunity Desert is being used a lot. And I think that's exactly what we actually see here in Inglewood, is that it is an Opportunity Desert. There are not uh, the possibilities offered that there are in other communities
0: i think this is such a great transition into what you guys are doing with iGrow Chicago because you guys are focusing on creating opportunities empowering working on wellness yes even farming and yoga what are some of the initiatives that you guys champion through your peace home
2: Well, we run three, we run four pillars consistently. We do yoga and mindfulness. We do that inside the house for the community and inside schools. We run an urban garden in which we use it more for teaching and for community activities as opposed to just growing food that we sell. It's really a teaching garden. We have... Holistic engagement, in which we try to do a lot to bring everyone in the community together so that we know each other and we create a sense of belonging. And then we use art expression. So we try to do the things that have been known to help heal and give expression to the way in which you heal from trauma and violence.
0: I love this focus on helping heal. And one of the things in your guys' descriptions you focus a lot was also creating opportunities for individuals to grow. Since you guys got the construction done and you have been implementing this peace house, what are some of the things that you guys have started to see in your community?
2: Well, I'm well. I'm going to let Quentin speak to something that has occurred for him that became an opportunity that probably would not have been possible, and then I can tell you a few others that have happened to our community members. Want to tell about your shirt company? <clears throat> yes.
1: Yeah, so, um, I myself just started um my own t-shirt company.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you. And with an opportunity, as you um, referred to, um, I just started my own T-shirt company, which is called InglewoodPeace.com, um, and it is a positive message and a message right now in our day and age is huge. Um, my first line of T-shirts is um, called "Barry Guns, Not People." Twenty a quarter of the, a quarter of the proceeds will be donated back to Agro Chicago. You know, they have been so supportive of everyone in the community, everyone who walked through these doors of the peace house or finding jobs and helping out with schools and things that matter. So when you um come to the peace house and you're a part of Agro Chicago, it's it's life life skills, you know, it helps you prepare for the outside world that you um feel isolated to. So with that being said, um just given the opportunity there's great things and there are more things that can come out the Inglewood area, given the opportunity, given the chance to be great and be great at your craft and do what you love to do. So, I mean, I was fortunate um, to be placed with that opportunity I'm looking to make the most of it, you know. Um, and like I say, just helping out any way I can. and Hopefully it's going to lead to me hiring some of my friends and some of my relatives and some of the guys that are looking for job opportunities. So I'm looking forward to just keep working working my tail off at that.
2: Well,
0: you're going to have to share photos so we can share them with our listeners, because I really want to see what you created
2: with this clothing line.
1: (laughs) Yes, please do so. Please do so.
2: So what I have found that is really interesting is businesses to business has turned out to be Um, a way for us to really establish opportunity life is good as a t-shirt company as you know and they've invited quentin he is actually flying tomorrow to boston where they're going to speak with him about how to develop a t-shirt company so it's companies coming in and actually supporting some of the things we're doing we just received four scholarships and complete paid trips for four community members to go to the omega center for the yoga service council Um, And again, these are really big deals, right? Getting out of Inglewood is a big deal. Going to Chicago is a big deal, but getting out of the state is amazing. Um, And we just also had a young girl that was nominated in our peace circle where she is going to be flying to Los Angeles now um, and leading peace circles in L.A. These are opportunities that were never available and that companies are coming in and helping us provide.
0: Oh, that is so exciting, that focus on collaboration and that business-to-business like you described. The businesses in your community must be really seeing the impact of your organization.
2: Well, we don't have any businesses inside the community. That's that's a lot of the issues. What's really supporting us is that um, businesses from the outside are looking in and saying, hey, I can make an impact like 0%. And when you do that and you reach out to us, then we are actually able to funnel that to the people that truly need it and who will be impacted by it.
0: Oh, absolutely love that mission. And I'm so glad that you brought up 0% because I would love to talk about how this partnership is helping you guys better fulfill your mission. Well, again, I
2: mentioned to you that, right, 35 to 40% of the community goes hungry. Um, There's our link cards here, our way in which a lot of people get food run out towards the end of the month too. So there's always a place in here that there is not enough food and there's not enough good food. So as long as we have food in the house, anyone is allowed to come here and eat. Um, so you can come in the morning and get your cereals. You can come for lunch. Um, if we get a good delivery from 0% with a lot of sandwiches and salads, you know people can come and get things that they can actually take home and use for their dinners. Um, Pizza has been pretty amazing for us. (laughs) Um, And I always want to say, too, that it's really, although I understand it's about food, it's more about dignity, right? You can go home and you don't have to be hungry. Um, And that changes how you feel about yourself. And I'm going to give one example because I thought it was pretty awesome is that we have a community member who was really short on cash during his daughter's birthday and that day we received a huge shipment of pizza and he was able to take all this pizza home for his daughter's birthday which again makes him right makes him a dad makes him meaningful to his family the makes hero him- of the party <laughs> absolutely right so I think that it is actually comes down to more than food it comes down to dignity and allowing people to feel connected back to the world and not isolated
0: oh again Love all the ways that you're tying this into the bigger picture of a lot of what you guys are focusing on is the empowerment, the overall wellness, and it's all, you know, to build that community.
2: It is, right? I have a big statement that I use all the time, but Mother Teresa said, right, if there is no peace, it's because we forgot that we belong to each other, and I believe that's what's happened.
0: I love how Mother Teresa keeps coming up on the show from people, you know, using her as a mentor to an inspiration to that amazing quote that I hadn't actually heard yet. So, thank you for sharing that. You gave a couple of different examples of some food, and I'd love to talk about maybe the frequency of food shipments that come in. So, we had pizza, we had cereal. What other types of food make it through your guys' doors?
1: I mean, um, like a- a- apples, oranges, I mean, grapes, some of which I love as an individual. Um, Sandwiches, you know, we have the um, the good salads, chicken salads, uh, bread that come in. I mean, any kind of food that actually come um, to the community is definitely helpful. Because like Robert said, you know, it's 30-40% of kids that go home and go to sleep, you know, starving and have to wake up the next morning and try to get prepared for school and face with a task. I mean, that's tough to go to school and try to focus on an empty stomach. You it know. would be And And I can say, you know,
2: when we first started, this was 0%. And I think we've been with them now a little over a year. Um, Our first delivery, we got some strawberries, right? And because, again, nobody in the community and the kids had never eaten strawberries, we literally could not get anyone to eat a strawberry. So we kind of just started a thing. You have to taste what we take. Well, now we can probably take 60 to 80 cartons of strawberries uh, when they come. So what we've been able to see is that, you know, just by the exposure of what we get, which is a lot of times stuff, we have no idea what it is. Um, we got kale chips the other day. We have Oh,
0: now that's an interesting one to kind of navigate. Yeah,
2: we were like, okay, there were a lot of icky looking faces, <laughs> but we worked through our kale chips. Um, and so again, it just, it really helps us. It makes it so that we also have conversations about food. What was that? How did it grow? Yeah. Um, You know, we get different types of honey. And remember, this is coming from stores in which actually are absolutely not currently available here. So, you know, we get fabulous muffins with pistachio nuts. Now we get to have a conversation about what pistachio nuts
1: are. Well, even when we was growing um, things in our urban farm, uh, we was growing radishes and it was my first time actually tasting radish. And um Robin asked me uh to taste one. It was terrible. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't see a straight radish no, being actually, that delicious. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, so um I mean as I, I mean as we started growing um like growing things more and more, you know, um I got accustomed to um, um, you know fresh and good healthy food you know uh, the organic food and i'm a, um yeah so now i'm into that good healthy food um,
0: Are you th- eating straight radishes now? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, not all radishes but,
0: um, I was going to say that that would be a f- coming, you know, really full circle. <laughs> nah, uh uh-uh, uh nah, not
1: all radishes, but they are good, they they taste good, they are. Right. As
0: long as there was something else, right?
1: Yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's good.
0: Uh, But this idea of full circle really comes through in your actual urban gardens because not only are you able to introduce individuals to food they've never seen, then you guys get to walk them through the whole process and actually have them grow that and take ownership in these different types of
2: food. That's correct. Like we grew a lot of mint last year, but also we received um, a lot of mint teas and um in the spring you do get a lot of foods with mint. so it was really awesome to be able to say hey if you really like this we can go out and pick it and do this with it or here's what it tastes like really fresh as opposed to here's what it tastes like in tea
0: what an amazing way to kind of come at that conversation all different ways now one of the other things raj mentioned is that you guys actually have courses on how to cook and how to use these foods in the home can you tell us about those
2: well that is just Plain and simply the mere fact that we just get together for community dinners and things like that. We have a lot of volunteers that are millenniums and they are all vegan and vegetarian. So they are coming out with their own ideas of how to cook, what's healthy, how we recompose, what we do. So um, our volunteers really teach us a lot about, you know, eating in different ways and new ways, um, which again is exposure And then we do, since we do community dinners, we'll do a lot of cooking together. Um, Actually, one of the things that was fabulous about zero percent this year is we always do a Thanksgiving dinner. And we fed about 250 people this year. And we got a fair amount of our food over the year, um, pumpkin cans and, you know, uh, evaporated milk, blah, blah, blah. All from zero percent we were able to stock up so that we didn't have to buy as much but then we were able to as a community each cook something or prepare all of our meals together quit and learn to make pumpkin pies for the first time I did nice con- nice yeah you make 25 yep. pumpkin pies
0: oh you really learned how to make pies like yeah, yeah i I didn't tell them my special
1: recipe though I kept <laughs> to myself so. <laughs> so,
0: next year they have to come for you for the pies, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Job so, security
0: right there. I am the master <laughs> of the pumpkin pie.
1: It was a nice, though. It was nice.
0: Have you guys created relationships with some of
2: the different businesses that donate the food? Um, I would think, Raj and I have talked. I would like to actually see that we do more of that. We have with some, you know, like uh, one of the companies heard about us and donated a bunch of tables to us because they knew that we needed more tables. Um, And then what we are now finding is that we can go in and find certain businesses that we see. We have several community members working at certain places, and they're starting to see a lot of food waste at those places. So they'll come back and say, hey, this is going on. And then we're making connections with Raj and those businesses um, so that we can say, hey, this really is impacting us. Whole Foods is opening up in the area, and we've done a really good job at letting Whole Foods know that since they were – part of 0%, we have a community that actually really knows what's available at Whole Foods because that's been a large portion of what we receive.
0: Now they know what those kale chips are, right?
2: Yep, they know the (laughs) kale chips. Uh, We like the juices. (laughs) So there's, you know, and again, these were things that nobody would have gone in and bought. Um, Guacamole with sriracha sauce. Um, We now go through all that. We take all of their guacamole and sriracha um, so again, and everyone sees that it comes from Whole Foods. So as Whole Foods is opening here, we've been able to say to them, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. The community already knows certain things that they really love about your store.
0: You just define so many different ways that 0% is making an impact and how it's becoming organic. Even the people who are in your community, they're going to the stores and they're saying, you know, this is making an impact or we see that you guys have things going to waste. You need to look at 0%. And then you have 0% going to the businesses, connecting them with nonprofits, and then you have the nonprofits working in the community. I mean, it's just such a full circle and comprehensive way, an organic network, that 0% is really evolving.
2: That's exactly right, right? Everything stems around food, but the fact is it's more than food. It's connection.
0: And it's really building that community and creating conversations around the community with food.
2: It does create conversations, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you
0: know, everything kind of falls to the wayside when you're trying to figure out what those weird green chips are. That's right. (laughs) Quentin and Robin, thank you guys so much for joining us today and really giving us this unique look at the way that you are helping to bring community together, to have conversations around food, and really help this neighborhood in Chicago.
2: Thank you for letting us be part of
1: this. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: And just so our listeners know, Robin and Quentin are absolutely extraordinary guests because they spent the whole entire interview in a bathroom to have better sound quality for you. So these two individuals are committed.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Definitely we are. Please please check us out. Visit our website. Thank you 0% for all you do. Thank you everyone for listening. Appreciate you very much.
0: As I mentioned earlier in the episode, this week kicks off an entire month-long feature leading up to Earth Day. So we're going to be talking food, oceans, environment, wildlife, and more. Join us next week as we talk about one organization that is really trying to bridge the gap between schools and access to local fresh produce. It's going to be a ton of fun and a really exciting conversation. For all the resources mentioned today, including amazing photos of this social change clothing line and how this one nonprofit brings together communities around food, check out our show notes page at positiveimpactpodcast.com slash stories slash Chicago. If you guys are looking to change up the type of stories that come through your social feeds, then join our Facebook community at facebook.com slash groups slash community. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.